Hey everybody, Arjuna here, and I got Pixie, Yasmin, and Mars with us again for another wonderful podcast episode, which we're super excited to share with you guys, since we went into pretty deep about the Angels of Omnipotence. Uh, We're now working our way along through the ritual, so we are at ritual number three. And we have some interesting stuff, because this is Calvarnia and Armadio, uh, some spirits that you don't really know about, but anyway... Uh, we're talking about the dirt working. Uh, anyone have any suggestions or I'm sorry, not suggestions. Anyone have any opinions about what the third working is, the background behind it and whatnot? Sure. I can pretty much um, kind of get the conversation going a little bit. Um, so yeah, the second working, whew, tough, uh, big deal, a lot going on. And uh, you know, after the power shifts of the second working, you'll, you'll, you'll feel very, very good about the fact that this, this ritual itself is going to be pretty low key. Um, as the chapter suggests, it's aimed at getting more money flowing through your life. It suggests that wealth isn't about saving so much as it is about trusting that money can kind of flow into you and back out and, and, and you can spend it as you will. And, and so the goal with this ritual here in this part of the journey is to get money flowing in that direction. Um, so the gallery of magic chose Calvania as the spirit, uh, the, 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 the primary spirit work uh, that's going to be for this, that's going to be used for this working. And this, this Calvania spirit is a spirit that actually works under our Mariel, as Arjuna talked about. Um, and, given that the ritual enables you to gain rapid access to this spirit without all the extensive rituals um, that are usually required, um, we're going to kind of go into depth a little bit about the steps here and, you know, hopefully kind of uh, shed some light and some ideas and some, and, you know, ultimately give you some perspective uh, of what's kind of going on here for this ritual. So, um, Yasmin, did you want to go ahead and talk a little bit about the first sigil or, uh, sorry, yeah, the first, the first sigil that kind of, it, it, it talks, it, the book tells us to face North, gaze at the seal of calling, uh, for a moment, putting our left hand over it and then saying a few words, um, in Hebrew. What are your thoughts? Um, so as you probably notice, everybody that works with this book, um, this talisman is very similar to the one that we used before. So definitely there, there is another link to um, the, the sixth and seventh book of Moses again, because um, as you see what they're using on the sides again, that is the Ark of the Covenant and I know you guys know a bit more about that than I, but that is definitely how um, the talismans in the sixth and seventh books books of Moses are structured. And yeah, and then in in the middle, there is Hebrew letters, the letters again, different ones than uh, the second working, but therefore I have not yet found the correct ones, I mean, from the sixth and seventh books of Moses, but I would be pretty sure that there are in there as well. 
so and it's kind of funny because the spirits um Calvarnia and Armadiel they have nothing to do with the sixth and seventh book of Moses so this seems to be like an uh, starter ritual maybe similar similar to ju just being used as a way to connect to the spirits and to have authority similar how you know in demons of magic there is uh, the ritual to wield power or for example in new avatar power before you call any spirit you always call Raziel so yeah it seems to be be um, utilized that way and I still keep skimming through the sixth and seventh book of Moses and I can't find those Hebrew letters but I'm positive that they're in there very interesting and you know for those who know little about the uh ark of the covenant the ark uh we first learned about the ark in, in the book of exodus uh chapter 25 it's talked about in verses 10 through 21 um where you know after the commanding uh the people to build uh, him a sanctuary um quote they may dwell among them and it is commanded um the ark uh, was also uh uh, prevalently uh, found in your connection monic talked about that King Solomon built a tent the Ark of the Covenant. Can you hear me now? Sorry guys. Yes. Can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Uh, yeah, basically 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 uh not sure what the last what you last heard there, but um, we we also know that uh, beyond Exodus uh, chapter twenty five verses ten through twenty one, we also uh, know that the Ark of the Covenant was housed in the temple of God built by King Solomon. Um, there's an interesting chronological discovery here to be made as well. Moses then. Uh, um, David and then Solomon. Um, these are all these are all family members of the same of the same family, essentially. David oh, wow. uh, David is the David is the father of. So it's <laughs> it's almost as if uh, these these family members sort of handed down this uh, this intelligence or this technology, or in this case, the Ark of the Covenant, uh, off to each other. Um, awesome. Yeah. I, I just, I have very good news. I found the Hebrew lettering just now. Yay. Oh, that's it's, awesome. In page seven, it, it just confirms by what we were already thinking about that. General citation of Moses on all spirits on page hmm. seven of the sixth and seventh book of Moses. And under that, it says, well, I mean, whatever, like, you know, it, it says all those words, what it actually means. And then so it says... The, sorry, sorry. So what you're saying is, is that you have... Can't hear you. ...in the 6th and 7th book of Moses, you have found the... Two. Oh, my God. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. yes. You keep delaying yes. a little bit or lagging or something. 
Okay, I'm so sorry. So what you're saying is is that the the scripture that's used in the third working of wealth magic, uh, right, Yasmin, you're saying this you found in the sixth or seventh book of Moses? Yes, the exact one. Yeah, and I'm reading it to you now. General citation of Moses on all spirits. Then it says those Hebrew words. And then it says, these are the high and powerful utterances which Moses employed in the awakening of the Leviathan in order to compel him to serve his Lord. The first cannot be uttered and was used by the first inhabitants of earth as a mighty Lord. The whole is good, but not everyone can obtain it in perfection without severe discipline. And now if we think of that, um, you know, those other spirits, they are, some say they're demons, some say they are aerial spirits, but they're for sure not angels. So, you know, it has definitely something like of like having authority because it says to serve his Lord. Amazing. That's amazing. Amazing discovery, Yasmin. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually like really surprised. Like you, we went from talking about Calvarnia in Wealth Magic Calvarnia and Armadio in Wealth Magic to going to the Ark of the Covenant and then linking it back to the 6th and 7th Book of Moses too. So this uh, symbolism is really deep. Like it's deep, so deep that it's like not even just one reference. It's a reference within a reference. So, and, and uh, Mars mentioned a little bit earlier, like getting access to these spirits normally is, so according to Damon Brand, like getting access to Calvarnia and by default Armadio is relatively difficult because there are extensive rituals that go into it. But here we have this talisman that Damon Brand presented us to use, which is called the seal of calling. And supposedly from what we're discussing, this seal of calling is actually a way to get access to these spirits much quicker. And this was discovered uh, through the sixth and seventh book of Moses, which uh, also references back to the, Ark of the Covenant too. So that's really, really cool that there's so many deep and underlying links between these two. So powerful too. Yeah. Super powerful. Yeah. Like so we were talking like the uh like the, the, the juiciest source, so to speak. <laughs> Getting this yep. information. And and I, so oh my god. Oh my god, guys. <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, Jasmine. <laughs> What'd you find? Those, those words of power are exactly the hebrew i mean yeah it's kind of common sense but i can confirm that those are the actual words of power from the sixth and seventh book of moses now that i'm reading it and guys this is all of this yep yep that's exactly it page seven Page seven on in the sixth and seventh book of Moses, the version version that I'm uh, using. Wow. So, and and when you're using the sixth and seventh book of Moses, Yasmin, this specific uh, scripture that you're using here with this, what what are you doing essentially? What what is uh, what is the purpose of this? Uh, I know we talked about demons of magic, um, and how you kind of you know you have that pre ritual. Uh, it's like that pre workout for you know before the workout. <laughs> um, what, what what what's this doing? Well, I'm, hold on, I mean, it's a weird book, to be honest. Like, yeah. it's, it doesn't come with a lot of explanations. I can just say that I find the exact thing on page seven. Well, and so I'm, what is, 
what what is well, what is the ritual called again? It, you said it's the ritual of what? You know what? I'm going to try to pull this up on my computer and share the screen. Give me a second because that's better because then you actually see it. But it's going to take a second. Hold on. No worries. We can talk about kind of the, the very beginning. Um, mm -hmm. Mars kind of touched on while, while Yasmin's pulling this up on her computer. Uh, we kind of talked a little bit about wealth isn't saving so much money as it is about trusting a greater flow of money into your life and back out as you spend it well. And in my personal uh, understanding, like when I used to think of what a millionaire was, I thought it was someone who had a million dollars in their bank account. But after understanding a little bit more about how wealth works and how wealth is being built, you don't have, it's not about saving a million dollars and then calling yourself a millionaire. It's about having a million dollars worth of assets out there in the market working for you. Uh, your actual money in the bank might not be that much at all, but your, the power that you have with the money that you have working for you, that is uh, like, that's, that's wealth in, in my opinion and in my experience. So when we're talking about bringing money in so we can spend it correctly, that's kind of like, that's what the third working to me means we're attracting more money that we can utilize in our endeavors. So whether it's investing, whether it's building a business or whether it's buying and selling a product, like various things like that. That's funny. Yeah, me too. And it's funny that you say investing because I took notes. I was reviewing my notes from when I did the third ritual, which was, um, in like 2019, uh, almost a year ago, but, um, and during that time, um, you know, I noticed an increase just in income in one of my jobs, but, um, but you said investing and during the third ritual is when I really began, um, investing at all in stocks and just having that growing interest. Um, and you know, now like I've, not a huge, hugely experienced investor, but, you know, I've been doing it for a couple of years. Um, but that this was the beginning of it, you know, and, and the, when you were um, talking, Arjuna, it made me think of the saying, it takes money to make money. Yeah. Um, you know, because essentially you're right. Like if you're not, these rituals aren't, or this ritual specifically isn't meant for us to just get quick money to spend, you know, like as quick as we earn it like it just doesn't just come and go like that it, it's it's allowing us to create um and this access for more wealth you know and whether that's like a stepping stone or something um so it's just these like baby steps that we do at first in order to continue to grow and earn more for ourselves and and um you know just kind of open that doorway or pathway for the wealth to flow to us um like this ritual really shifted i think uh kind of enhanced the shift in my thinking about wealth in general um as much so as the daily practice does did at the beginning for the first three weeks you know and yeah. and just a final note like on my last the last day of performing this ritual actually i had moved into a, my new apartment at the time Oh, yeah. Um, and like I had started, you know, during the ritual, I was looking for apartments and then I had taken a note that on the very last day I moved into it. So, um, which, you know, from there was allowing me to grow and do more and continue to let the, um, results of what wealth magic unfold too. So I don't know, just to kind of go along with what you were saying. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was, it was something else. It's, it's kind of like a, it's a positive, well, I don't know, more so positive ritual than ritual two, you know, the roller coaster of ritual yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> Mars, you got Definitely a roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely something to think about. I love how, uh, you know, what, what Yasmin was talking about. I love how, like, we're, like, using this, this initial talisman here. And, um, you know, sort of, like, wielding this power to talk to a spirit. I'm not really sure. I'm not, I'm not so convinced, to be completely honest with you, that the spirit is a demon. I mean, mm. most, most mm -hmm. demons don't most demons don't ha don't like from what i in, in in some of the texts and 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 research that i've done in the past usually when a spirit uh has an el at the end or a, uh ia at the end uh, of their name they're typically angelic and that may not be like the case for most um practices but from what i've seen that's that's kind of how it goes and correct me if i'm wrong i mean i'm no expert sure yeah that's fine so would you i mean i think you know maybe maybe angelic maybe genius spirit um i don't know i mean i don't know that see i don't really get the angelic feeling either from it um sort of a weird vibe what do you guys think I mean, again this book, the Arsturgia Goetia, I can never pronounce it, sorry. They say they're not angels. Some say they're demons, but for sure, they're um, aerial spirits mm -hmm. from the air. I found a page. I'm going to share my screen right now. Okay. Um, I also read somewhere, too, really quick, that um, Armadio was, a, was Jinn. Um, and I don't, I don't know how credible that page was that I was on, but just to throw another idea out there, because I also don't get, um, an angelic vibe necessarily, um, more so demonic, but not necessarily straight demonic. I don't know. Um, but I'm not sure if he's a djinn either, <laughs> but it could be, I guess. Yeah, I definitely got an interesting vibe. That isn't angelic. Yeah. I also noticed that the the names naming convention was very angelic in by nature, like Calvarnia and Armadio. But you know what else? If some if a spirit is working under an angel, it could mean one of two things. One is the demon that's opposite from Armadio, or it is the the the, the spirit that's working right underneath him in the what's it called? In the hierarchy of the angelic hierarchy but obviously the these aren't in the angels of the 72 angels it's also not in the 72 demons so it's really up in the air about where it actually is but looks like yasmin pulled up the something on her computer you want to go share with it share about it um this is what i was talking about already so there mm -hmm. you go <laughs> Yeah, so we have it up on the screen. This is the actual pages of the sixth and seventh book of Moses where we can see that 
verbatim. I mean, it's the, the symbolism is right there, just like how it is in the, the wealth magic. And you right down to the, the, the content, the general citation of Moses on all spirits. And then those word of powers, just like she was talking about. And then this is uh, basically what we were discussing a little bit earlier. That's awesome. It's awesome we found a reference to the, the basis of where this whole ritual came from. And if you look right under the talisman, do you see those words? Those are the words of power. Mm -hmm. and the thing. Yeah. From, from what I know about words of power, I think that's what it is. Yeah, and it, it says up there that, um, you know, these are higher, high and powerful utterances of Moses that he, maybe you already said this, um, Yasmin, but, um, you know, that he employed on the awakening of the Leviathan. So it could just be, you know, if Moses used this almost as a, a calling um, in a different sense. So kind of has evolved or shifted um, or transformed into uh, this ritual, but in, but to kind of get the same result, you know, to work as a communication device, essentially, or a connection, um, connection device, connection tool. <laughs> but um, Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> interesting, interesting perspective on that. <laughs> um, I love how uh, the, 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 ca uh, the characters on the right side, according to this document here, uh, says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is God alone. And that sounds like um, that almost sounds like the, the meaning of Ehie Ashe Ye. Oh, um, which is, I think, um, there is only God, but yeah, and I, I that that like is very similar to some of the other, um, like like some of the other, uh, sorry, the 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 ritual to re the ritual to rule power and the demons of magic essentially kind of has that language built into their into their uh, in, into the ritual itself. So very interesting. So I mean, in general, I think we can we can reasonably say that this initial talisman uh, provided by the gallery of magic that you're supposed to gaze at before you call Calvania uh, is essentially just uh, sort of that, that pre that pre ritual that, that light me up and glow me up type of ritual to basically Hi. get you ready to command uh, Moses uses to awaken Leviathan uh, and to put him back into hell, uh, Leviathan was a very strong, powerful, mythological creature that was, you know, essentially used to serve his lord. Um, and it seems like, you know, we're kind of using this ritual in the same context to conjure and work with Calvania. So, um, so the next, so the next, the next uh, talisman is very straightforward. You have a uh you, you have some geometric figures all of all of them very well known um six pointed star we have a square representing you know uh uh uh, uh the four corners of the earth 
and you know your 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 ritual table or your or your 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 working table. I think it's very symbolic. Um, Adonai sort of encompassing the entire ritual, and then I believe we have two sigil two uh, um, yeah two sigils on top, or, or sort of um, vertically in the middle of of, of the square, right? Amartiel, and then I think it's Carvani at the bottom. And you're supposed to look at the talisman of Carvania and you're supposed to conjure them according to the words that are given to you in the book. And then you're supposed to speak to Carvania as though you can, you know, sense the spirit, the spirit's presence. And as you're, as you're speaking, staring at the symbol of Carvania and telling Carvania about your poverty and, and your lack thereof and describing the transformation that you want to take place. Not necessarily telling Carvania how you want it done, but just simply defining how, um, you know, what you're going through. And then when you're finished, you're supposed to, you know, say the closing words. Mm -hmm. um, this, honestly, like, this is, this was one of the, like, greatest rituals at all, especially after coming out of the second ritual. My God, did I really need, like, a moment <laughs> where I can just have a therapy session. <laughs> I just want to point out too, um, and also going back to the um, sigil or talisman on that page, um, it has the Star of David <clears throat> outlining, you know, where the corners of Adonai is. Um, it's essentially the Star of David in the background. Um, and David is Solomon's father. Um, so there's just a little bit more symbolism to go into the whole connection mm. behind the talisman. So, you know, with like the, the two triangular pieces, I don't know, um, upside down, you know, that creates the star of David. It's a little bit skewed, but um, and I don't think they give any mention of that, but I just kind of realized that and thought that was interesting too. Just similar. Yeah, no, and I think the good point, the, 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 the six pointed uh, star, uh, star of David, um, so above, so below, there's a lot of there's a lot of different mm -hmm. like symb uh, symbolisms for it, different definitions of what it means. Um, I think there is also a link to the zodiac, or not the zodiac, but essentially back in the days when the ancients um, studied the studied um, studied uh, uh, astronomy. Um, it looked like they were only able to see. Um, the six planets within, mm -hmm. you know, with, within, the, and, and so these six planets were attributed to having, you know, uh, many different definitions thereof. But six was always sort of like the roadmap of the universe, I guess. And it's half of the zodiac, too. So symbolically, you know, um, divided by 12 is just. I don't know. We could, we could get into the numerology of like the number <laughs> two, but that's another another topic. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So when you're actually like Mars, when you mentioned you have to speak to Calvarnia as if you like feel his presence, it's really interesting because you're actually like I remember when I did this ritual. Both times when I did this ritual, uh, I don't know if I necessarily felt a spirit next to me, but because I'm conjuring up these feelings of forcing myself to 
act as if the spirit was next to me. I think I had some uh, connection to that spirit. Like it's almost like a forced connection, but it was a connection nonetheless. Uh, Mars, you used the word Bluetooth. It's like, that's kind of, it's just, you switch it on. And for me anyway, I switched it on, start talking to him, start talking about everything. And in this thing, in this ritual, a little bit later on, uh, it's Damon Brand is actually telling the context of what to talk about. So what he's referring to there is at its core, fundamentally, it's talking about transmutation. So you're supposed to first talk about poverty that you've experienced. You talk about like the average income or whatever, like you, whatever you're not happy with necessarily. And, and then you immediately talk about how you will celebrate the wealth that Calvarnia brings you when you achieve that wealth or whatever. Like, so you're basically taking the feelings of poverty that you don't want to experience or and don't want to experience anymore. And then you're talking immediately transition into the, the financial well-being after that. So to me, it's like you're just transmuting the poverty feelings into wealthy feelings. Exactly. Yeah, I was thinking the word transmutation as well. It, it, is, it is. That's a very good way to describe it because, you know, in the end, when you're done, it says you to say, you know, it tells you to say, uh, and I don't want to have any copyright issues here, but it tells you to say, you know, that you let go of your fears because you know that, you know, wealth will flow. And, and, you know, you say your sayonara essentially. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, that really lines up with what you're talking about, Darjo and I really, I'm really, it's really credible. Yeah. Yes. So when it comes to Calvarnia, right? Like in the ritual itself, when you're talking to Calvarnia, it, it's talking about calling the mighty and potent Duke who rules under Armadio, which is interesting because just a little bit earlier, I was kind of questioning where exactly our Calvarnia is in the hierarchy, but supposedly he's ruling under Armadio, but actually I don't remember seeing Armadio in the Angels of Magic, the 72 Angels of Magic. So he must be one of the uh, lesser known spirits. So I'm guessing Damon Brand and even the sixth and seventh book of Moses, they really dug deep and like found these hidden angels that's not really talked about. Cause uh, Yasmin, you mentioned something about the Goetia, but was, was this uh, spirit in the Goetia? Yeah, Ars, but, but not not the regular, not the Ars Goetia, the Ars Theurgia. Ah, yeah, yeah, okay. So that's why. Ars and but but hold on, this this book is different, and this is not an angel. It is also from the Ars Theurgia because they always have kings that the other spirits work under. That's mm. how the Theurgia works. Interesting. Yeah, it, it's it in any in any ritual that you ever see. And all those new grimoires is always for, um, let me give one example, magical attack, the breakup ritual, same mm -hmm. thing, call to a king first and then the lesser spirits under, same in Demons of Deception mm -hmm. by Corbin Hargrove, same thing, you call like the duke or king or whatever first and then you, you, you know what I mean, you refer to those lesser spirits. And in where where else? I think those two. Yeah, but those those for sure. So so I guess that's the method for calling them is always calling the the king or the duke first. Interesting. 
Interesting. So there's another parallel that we can draw between yet other sources and the way that you call on Calvarnia is very similar to the way that you call on the, the other spirits of those other grimoires, basically. Yeah, yeah again, it's because the source is the same. It's the Arsteogia. Yeah. Always. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. They use the spirits of the Arsteogia. Yes. And you always, you call the um, king or duke first. That's all. So I'm curious why the gallery of magic decided to, to to use this ritual to use this i mean we probably may not know but how how i mean we may know because we've done it right how this ritual fits in our daily lives you know how and and performing this ritual what does it do in our in our road to wealth yeah um i think maybe this is like the very first money ritual that you actually do in wealth magic. So like after the, the daily practice and you're supposed to continue doing the daily practice, even in the end of this one, it says, make sure you're doing this ritual and the daily practice for another 22 days. Uh, but first you start off with the daily practice, which is like prep work. Then you go into the first ritual, which is a little bit more prep work, but actual magic. And then ritual two, which is like foundation changing and foundation clearing. And then you finally get into the first money ritual, which is number three, the one we're talking about now. So it's almost like you're getting a taste of wealth or you're getting a taste because uh, uh, Pixie Dust, you mentioned that you were doing this right around the time that you had gotten a new apartment. So it's like the, the coincidence. I don't think there's a coincidence. I think like you moved into um, a better living situation or like an upgrade to what you had. And that coincides with the third ritual. So even though it's not exactly money, money related, it's financial in the grand scheme of things. So the foundation is being built uh, in ritual two, one, and the daily practice. And then here we start with uh, like conjuring and uh, transmuting poverty feelings into wealthy feelings and yeah. getting some capital or starting to get that money flowing to fund our avenues that we want to use to take wealth to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this ritual really allowed um, from even like the first real glimpse of what wealth was um, in a relative sense to where I was in life, you know, and um, in my situation. But but yes, like moving into the apartment was definitely an improvement. Um, and it'll be interesting because, you know, now I'm doing wealth magic a second time and I'm uh, still just on the first ritual. But um my lease is coming up at the end of June right now. So I don't know, I may be on another move like during the second or third rituals, depend, again, depending on um, when I get to them and stuff. But but yeah, I mean, this one, um, I just remember so clearly at the time, there was a, um, I, I had more income coming in just because with one of my jobs, you know, I was teaching piano lessons. And so my, the amount of students that I had um, grew. There was just an influx of students. And this honestly, allowed me um to go on a trip to new orleans that like shortly after um because i was i had built up this like cushion kind of a wealth for the first or uh, of money for the first time you know and um and just as like somebody new into like an abundance mindset and magic in general um it was just it wasn't a huge glimpse you know like i didn't i wasn't a millionaire or anything but it allowed me to see the potential of like what this ritual, what ritual three alone can do. And then what the whole book together as wealth magic can, can do and is continuing to do, you know, okay. now. And, and two years later, I mean, my per perspective, uh, perception has 
grown even more so. But at the beginning, it was like, it was really cool to see. And and at the time, you know, like you, you read about the ritual beforehand, um, or I did, you know, and you're, you're like, okay, well, this, it says attract more money. But then, you know, when you're in it and doing it and you realize these things are actually happening, it's like, oh, whoa, <laughs> like this is actually working, I think, you know, um, but then, and like you said, like coincidence, I kind of stopped believing in coincidences, you know, I truly believe <laughs> in the alignment of the realities um, merging and, and just honestly a result of the magic. So, so yeah, it was, it was just a, a time, a divine timing, I guess you could say. Um, but it, but yeah, it was definitely, um, definitely kind of propels you forward and keeps you interested because I think after ritual two, depending on, you know, what happened and <laughs> what the outcome was for certain people, you know, a lot of, I know a lot of people may be hesitant or unmotivated to like continue. Um, I don't know if a lot of people stop after ritual two or something, but ritual three is kind of like a motivator to keep going in a sense too, um, because you're like, okay, well now we're getting the ball rolling, you know, here mm -hmm. we go. So like, what can the rest of this do now? What can I do? So, right. Yeah, I thought it was a great ritual. And it's short and simple, you know, but very powerful still. It is. You're right. A lot of people, um, I've met a lot of, a lot of uh, folks on the group who are pretty gung-ho about starting the book. And then when they get to the second ritual, halfway through it, you don't, they, they, you don't hear from them. And it's tough. <laughs> I know I get it. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've seen it over and over again. It happens. And it's all right. You know, I, I applaud anyone who, who who can make it through. If you can make it past Ritual 2, the rest of the book is pretty pretty straightforward. It's pretty easy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, personally, I never had anything positive come out of uh, Ritual 3. Um, I love that, like, you had some great, um, like, immediate effects. Pixie, personally, I, I didn't really see anything happen to me. That obviously that's not the case today. Uh, but at least for me in the mo in, the, in that moment, it was just like for me, I was just trying to get done with the book. I mean, I was so fed up after Ritual Two anyway <laughs> that like it was um, it was just it was so important that I just got through with this and I was done and I wasn't gonna fail. I remember at the time though that there were some, some pretty interesting things happening. I was looking at my notes in the daily practice um, for when I did it. And I remember both times I did Wealth Magic in this particular part of the working, I, I had some like extra, you know, surprises come, you know, here and there. Like, you know, I was, I was doing real estate. So at the time, you know, I'd have a listing here or something, you know, something would bring in some money, but the amount of problems that I had going on at the time was like surreal. And it was all because of the career that I was in that like, it was really tough to kind of see the wins that I was getting out of this. So, you know, if you're like me, you know, if you were like me at that time and you're doing ritual three and you know, you're not so lucky to see some immediate results from it. Don't be discouraged. Um, trust me, it works. You, you just gotta like you just you know for someone like me like my life was just so messed up that uh you know the spirits i guess they just had to work overtime to get to get the, the money to flow into my life 
but mm. you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And I mean, that's true. Like it's going to be different for everybody. Um, and I mean, with this one, it wasn't like, it wasn't as though the ritual or the, um, the money flow, it wasn't necessarily consistent like from then until now or something, you know, like after this ritual, there were other fluxes of, um, of just change or, you know, like whether it was different jobs or, you know, you know, dealing with something and, um, my living situation at the time wasn't ideal. So like, honestly, moving into the apartment was kind of like the peak of it. Um, but you know, I don't really think it was, there were also other things going on. Like there were also, you know, I wasn't necessarily like grateful every day for like the wealth that I was feeling, you know, I had to look for it harder, but, um, this, this ritual kind of helped bring that to light and made it clearer, like what was happening that was good and, and, um, positive for like my, from a financial standpoint and everything. Um, but it wasn't just like an overwhelmingly positive result or anything. It was like, it was noticeable, thankfully. Um, you know, but it may not be, but that being said, you're still only on the third ritual and you're not done with the book. So, you know, the results are still yet to manifest, um, mainly, Uh, but it was just kind of, like I said, the first glimpse of what was to come, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for me, it, it also, it, it wasn't, I mean, it was like taking a deep breath after ritual two, but it was an improvement. Things worked out a little better, but I was all over not in a great situation during that time. But it was an improvement to ritual two during that time, for sure. Mm -hmm. I remember. Yeah, I mean, definitely a big improvement from ritual two. Ritual two was very like, the energy was almost intoxicating. And like, I remember, I remember like waking up every day, like what, what just felt like this gray cloud over me. And like, it wasn't necessarily a bad feeling, but it's just like, oh my God, another day, Mm. (laughs) you know? Mm. And like, the funniest thing was that after I finished ritual two, the, the, that, those feelings immediately dissipated and you know what we had here with ritual three was literally what it's what it suggests in the book it it was super super low key um i i get the same feeling every time i invite a spirit in my presence and you know i usually get you know the hair standing the you know i i i start to get some ringing in my ears um i feel I feel the presence. I can I can feel a, a presence, and and the presence was very inviting, um, super chill, almost as if uh, very you know very open and and willing to just uh, participate in 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 the in, in the ritual and in, in the in, in the conversation. Yeah, I remember feeling slight presences, um, and I took notes. It wasn't, but it was very, it was always very subtle, and 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 kind of like Arjuna said earlier, where you know, because you're thinking about it and imagining that, or speaking to the Duke, even if you can't feel him, like he is there, you know. And so it, that probably did kind of, um, almost like magnetize your thoughts a little bit more to pulling them, you know, pulling yourself closer to the spirit, possibly, but. I mean, it wasn't all, I didn't always feel, um, 
feel something, but there were times where I'll, I'll get like a pressure in my ear um, or the ears ringing too, um, or hair stand. He got that happens to me too. Yeah. But just slight, just slight and not, and not, um, you know, bad energy by any means either. Yeah. I, I was surprised cause I, I couldn't remember that well, how I felt these spirits, but, and especially Cal Calvarnia. And I did that it well earlier, just to be, you know, to know exactly when we talk about how, how it was to do it. Cause it's years ago. And I actually strongly felt him. I was surprised. I did not remember that, but you know, that also always has to do with the, your, your mind and how you are in whatever meditative state, you know what I mean? Sure. Like if you do rituals more like in between things and you are not very like relaxed and stuff, you're going to feel the spirits less as normal. But I actually felt them quite a lot. Nice. Maybe he Today. knew uh, that we were going to be talking about him tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I just looked at... Um, uh, so, sorry, like I, while we're doing this, I looked on my Coinbase account and I saw three sixes. Like, <laughs> that was nice. there you go. No such thing as a coincidence. <laughs> That's crazy. Definitely not. That's another thing too. I I wanted to say, um, and I uh, I think it was pro it's probably start it probably starts right around ritual too, but the numerology guys, come on. I mean, was it happening to you or is it just me? Oh, yeah. me too. Sure. Yeah, it happens to me a lot gen in general, yeah. Yeah, ever since around that time, ever since I started doing Wealth Magic, I've been seeing numbers, repeating numbers over and over and over again to this day. Even like, even my wife sees, sees numbers to this day. And we always talk about <laughs> how it's like, definitely got to be like some sign or some symbols of the universe trying to communicate with us in the language that we speak. Definitely. Yes, no. And, 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 and the craziest part is, and after you finish Wealth Magic, like the universe tries to communicate with you exactly how you're saying, right? Through numerology to try to get your attention to wake up and say, Hey, you're, there are opportunities that are going on that you need to take advantage of to improve your wealth. <laughs> like, I can't tell you, like, I've got some personal milestones happening in my life and, you know, I choose not to discuss that over YouTube, but essentially these are really, really big milestones that I only achieved through wealth magic guarantee. And I mean, like, they're, they're, they're such monumental milestones because not only were they things that I told, you know, uh, some of these spirits about, especially Calvania in this ritual, um, about when, you know, w w about my poverty and about what I wanted to do with my wealth, but it's, it's manifesting and, and, and the, the, the craziest thing is, is that every single time, like I look at the clock or I look at a license plate or I just, I look at anything like, like even right now I'm looking at the clock <laughs> and it, my clock says it's 1033. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, it's amazing. I can't even, there's no way around it. It's like everywhere. The, the, the numerology is crazy. If you guys see the numerology, if you're listening and you know, you're, you're kind of going through this book and you see the numerology, take that as a very good sign. Not only are there opportunities that you should be looking into, but it's, 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 it's a confirmation by the universe that, that the universe is with you. Absolutely. Signs that the magic is working. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's subtle, but I, I love when stuff like that happens. License plates stand out to me a lot, usually. I mean, and clocks, but I don't know. Sometimes whenever I see a 666 license plate, it's also very amusing, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, for sure. All right. So is there any, any last minute things you guys want to touch on before we close it out? No. I think this was great. This was longer and deeper than we thought, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm really grateful. I get to have a nice Sunday night with my friends. We're recording this on Sunday. Don't know when it's going to be released, but it's awesome to just sit here and talk about magic and talk about our experiences over this wealth magic and something that some of us have done a long time ago. Some of us are doing right now again for the second time. So it's like really cool to get together with you guys, talk about this stuff and share our experience and knowledge with the whole world and people who are prospectively looking forward to doing this or are retroactively seeking to confirm their own experiences or just know a little bit deeper about what they did in the first place. So appreciate all three of you, Mars, Pixie, and Yasmin for hopping on, taking the time out of your day to, to be here and to be sharing your experience. So with, with all that being said, thank you guys and thank you for listening. So we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Bye. See you. Bye, guys. Bye.